Welcome to the Joyful Miles podcast, the podcast that's all about inspiring you to enjoy life one mile at a time. I'm your host, Rob, and joining us this week, we have Laura. Hello, everybody. And uh, we don't have Jackie right now. She may join us later. We'll see how it goes with her. But uh, we do have a very special guest this week, uh, our very good friend, Heather Jurgensen. Say hello, Heather. Hello. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, it's great to have you. And you are going to share kind of a unique experience that I don't think a lot of people know about. Um, with a pretty unique retreat that you just recently went to. Um, but before we get to all that, um, the, as we kind of expected, there was going to be, be an announcement after we recorded last week regarding the Run Disney races, and they did come out and officially announced the remaining on-sale dates for the remainder of the 2018-2019 season, um, and also the changes to the registration process. So now... Uh, instead of going through active, it's just going to be done through the Disney run Disney website. So you will need to have a Disney account set up if you don't have already, but we all probably do. I can't imagine anybody doing run Disney. doesn't. Yeah. Uh, and you can be able to use things like gift cards, Disney gift cards to pay for them, which is going to be interesting as well as being able to register multiple people at once. So this is going to be an interesting experiment to see how it works. Ladies, we all know Disney's history with technology. How do we feel about these changes? <laughs> Lord there, Almighty. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there will definitely be snags. Um, I do think this is a move in a good direction. But yeah, there are definitely going to be snags in the first, uh, first few times. But, you know, I'll tell you, I just had, we just had a snag with Boulder Boulder. Okay, this is a 40 year old event. And their uh, link to all their photos was, wasn't working. So it's like new technology, old technology. It's, it's still technology. <laughs> so um, mm -hmm. I think it's, I think it's good, but I don't know. I, sorry, Laura, I did cut you off. But. No, that's, that's all I pretty much had to offer. <laughs> was oh Lord. <laughs> well, I was going to say as of recording today, this morning, uh, Disney's entire systems were down. So you couldn't, the, my Disney experience app, uh, their website. So you couldn't do fast passes, dining, everything was affected. So I can't really? wait to see the problems that this causes down the road if they don't get it right. But I will say the thing that I, I, I yeah. like is the ability to register multiple people. Cause as you know, somebody like me and Lauren have done races together that we've had to register before and it's stressful. Like I believe, uh, I want to say it was the first star Wars. Like I actually got in through the, the presale for annual pass holders and she got locked out. So we had to try to register later uh, to get her in. So it's a stressful process if you're, if you are registering multiple people. So that's going to be interesting to see how that works. So I do like that. Yeah, I'm excited about being able to pay with gift cards. Uh, you know, this, yeah. if you go to Target and get gift cards for 5% off and just rounding off, say, Dopey is 600 that's that's $30. Mm -hmm. you know, that's a substantial uh, savings. And you can go on to, uh, um, you can combine all the gift cards onto one gift card so you wouldn't have to enter in, you know, six $100 gift cards. So if right. you do your homework right. before the race, get your gift cards, combine them all into one, you can save some serious change. So I do like that part. Yeah, that is nice. And, you know, I, I have to wonder, though, with um, registering multiple people at once, especially for something for a 5K when you've got the family fun run, um, will that sell out even faster? Or are we looking, I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think it's going to be a faster sellout? Is it going to be about the same? Because those tend to go first, right? The 5k yes. and the 10k, then I think your challenges go next, right? And then the half marathon goes from there. So well, I guess it depends on how they do it. Is it going to be like a virtual queue? Like, you know, you like kind of get order. in order of how you kind of got logged in or something like that. I don't know. It's going to be that's what's going to be interesting to see how that's how that affects everything. Yeah. yeah. Like say you're taking your family and your main goal is for everyone to do the 5k together. Would it be beneficial just to go ahead and do the registration for the 5k, finish it out and pay since that's the one that you really must want to do. Or is it going to be the system where it's going to lock you into a guaranteed spot as long as you pay within 15 minutes? Uh, you know, so these are all questions that aren't answered, but I would just advise anyone just to be on guard, be at your computer. If they say registration opens at 12, be at your computer by 1130, have everything ready and just, you know, be prepared because you don't know what's going to happen. You can never really 
really predict what's going to sell out. Although I don't think Dopey is going to sell out right away this year. That's just my prediction. I, I don't think so. I mean, it took three days for it to sell out this year. Yeah. And, and that was with the anniversary. And that was with the anniversary. Um, yeah. I think, I think it's going to be a light year, even though a lot of people are already asking about it. So um, mm-hmm. well, lighter, I should say. I mean, you're still talking about a 20,000 person event, but right. um, for the for the marathon is still a big still a major so i don't know i'm looking at these dates and you know you've got marathon weekend opening july 19th july 17th for annual pass holders and dvc members okay july not that you're counting but (laughs) (laughs) so we'll find out soon yeah yeah how it goes well and it'll be interesting too because i've never understood maybe you guys can help me out because you are holders i've always you know come in with a riffraff um what have i seen that excuse me i'm trying to get my brain around what i'm trying to say here that annual pass and dvc members they only have like a certain number of slots Mm -hmm. and once those slots Mm -hmm. are gone even if there are still people getting in they have to join the riffraff as well. Yes. Like yeah. Also- it's always been rumored. There's never been an actual number, but the rumor has always been 10%. So only 10%. Okay. That's and- interesting. So now that it's all under one big umbrella, and this is you know me being Disney conspiracy theorist, would they say, okay, yeah, we'll give DBC and AP holders unlimited. We'll let you guys come in as many as you want. Still can't transfer bibs, but there isn't that 10% cap. Then for general population, are there fewer slots? I'm, I don't think I, there's a benefit for Disney to do that. Um, as, 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 I mean, the, certainly the DVC and the AP population is, is pretty massive and, and, and very important, no question. But right. trust me, Disney values the non-APs and the non-DVCs way That's more because true. they make more money off of them when it comes That's to very good days, when it comes to park tickets. Um, so they would never totally shut out um, non-DVC, non-AP. No, that's uh, a good point. Yeah, yeah. I do think it'll cut down on people who just, you know, how some, there's always that one person that'll go ahead and post the link for the, the annual pass holders and then people can register through that. I think it will definitely cut down that. Mm-hmm. Maybe, um, maybe they'll have an easier way. Oh, to certainly, because you'll have to have it linked to your Disney account in order to be able to yeah. qualify for it. So, yeah, so that's yeah. a benefit because I never yeah. thought that was very cool for people no. to do. Because you know, APs are very expensive, and that is a little perk that we like. You know? Yeah. So, so well, yeah, little, but I. I was going to say one little interesting tidbit here too that they announced um, because Wine and Dine had already gone on sale and people have already registered for that. Uh, all Wine and Dine registrants are going to receive uh, an email instruction on how to link their current Wine and Dine registration to their Disney account. Oh, so, very really? Very yeah. interesting. Okay, so here's what happened to me today, all right? This is me, like, ignoring half of my email accounts, all right? So my active.com account is linked to an account, uh, email account that I don't check very often. I We purchased our two-course challenge through uh, a... Jamie's Main Street Magic, the travel agency. Mm-hmm. And so we got our bids through that and did our whole reservation. I haven't been checking my email and then Dave's goes to a different, completely different email that he doesn't check. I just checked that email and on May 9th, I got a message from them linking a red, you know, click on this link to basically claim the registration. Now I'm pretty sure this is different from what you guys are just talking about, but now that, I mean, that makes sense if they're already building this software and it's already in existence, why wouldn't they do that for wine and dine? But then would you get lost? I don't, I don't think it's going to affect anything if you didn't do it. I think you're registered. I don't, I don't, th- I don't foresee that being a problem. I think right. it's for the convenience of having everything in front of you. I think they're just looking to integrate everything together. Um, nice. So, and it does say that the uh, virtual shorts, you can register till the end of June. Um, so we still have a little time left on those if anybody hasn't registered and still wants to do so. Yeah, I got to um, do that. You're going to do them? <laughs> I think I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, my son's definitely doing it. I haven't, we haven't received the, uh, the box yet. He's doing the whole series. Um, and I wasn't sure I was on the fence about it, but I think I'm going to do it just to 
I don't know, give myself something, you know, more running. Why not? Yeah. More medals. More medals, more, medals, more running. More and I'm really excited about the Incredibles medals. I'm very, it's like, I think they're gorgeous. I love so them. Different. It's just so mm-hmm. different from, um, because all I've been doing are either the Avengers ones, which I will never get sick of, or, um, you know, Minnie Mickey, Goofy, and so on. It's like the, the big five plus Dopey. It's like, okay, but how many different ways can you do Mickey? Because you always have to have the ears. So I'm, you know, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how the whole family fits on all of those medals. I think that's a fun. Very lovely. So, but yeah, I am going to, I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> I better register. Okay. All right. Um, well, it's going to be curious, ladies. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll find out pretty soon, like I said, in July. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, if any of our joyful mile, milers are uh, having any issues as registrations come, I'm sure we'll hear about it. So. Um, we'll see. Just stay tuned. Uh, but Heather, the reason why you're here today, <laughs> uh, I know we'd love to just to chat with you guys. In chat, yeah. But, uh, you wanted to share kind of your story, uh, running uh, or in and being a part of uh, another mother runners, another mother runners, another mother runner. Yep. Another mother runner. Yeah. Yeah. Try saying that five times fast. Come on, uh, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Another mother runner. Another mother runner. Uh, retreat another weekend. Runner, another mother runner. I can do it. Um, in Utah, right? Yes. So let's let's talk a little bit about this because this is something I hadn't heard of before. Um, so what it, what is it all about, and how did you kind of come into this? So, it, going into the wayback machine briefly, um, the another mother runner came out with this book in uh, 2010 called Run Like a Mother, and these two women, Sarah Bowen Shea and Dimity McDowell. Uh, were uh, freelance writers for Runner's World, I believe. Um, If I'm getting their story wrong, I apologize. But uh, they were doing this piece together about running the Nike Women's um, Marathon in uh, New York City. Well, this friendship blossomed out of this. They decided they were going to write this book about being a mom and trying to get your runs in. And, you know, when you're pregnant, can you run? And, you know, coming back to running after pregnancy and all of the things that are unique to being a mom runner. And this tribe, they have a podcast, they wrote two more books. This tribe just built out of, you know, it's, it's this, oh my gosh, I know exactly what that's like because I have the same problems. I'm not the only one. This is great. So, you know, you're, you're running along and you, you're pushing your jogger, you know, your stroller with the kid in it. And he's saying, Hey, go faster. Mommy, I'm tired. Mommy can, you know, all of these things that are challenges when you're pushing a stroller or, you know, all of these things that come together. So this tribe just built up out of this whole thing. Uh, they've brought on coaches. My, my coach, coach Christine is one of the original coaches uh, with this group. Uh, you have now a team of coaches. They uh, coach not only runners, but triathletes. They have an Ironman plan coming out. I mean, it's just this huge thing now over the course of the last eight years. So as a part of that, uh, they also felt that moms need to get a little break, a little girl time. And they started a couple of years ago with a retreat, the Run Plus Refresh Retreat down in Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, a year later, they did the Spokane, Washington, uh, Happy Girls race. And that was the first one I went to. So this was in September of 2016. I was so pleasantly surprised, even though I was completely freaked out before I went to this thing, because I'm like, I don't know anybody. I just know Dimity and she lives here in Denver and I only know her in passing. And it was, but it was such a great way to meet these 50 women or so. Um, and you talk about all of the things that, you know, we as moms talk about how your kid didn't sleep the night before. Rob, you were telling, you know, talking mm-hmm. about this earlier, your kid didn't sleep the night before, but I've got to get up for my long run because I've got a marathon in six weeks. You know, what do you do in those times? So it's this whole group sharing their story. The way these retreats are built, uh, they're built around a, um, a, a race, a local race. So in Spokane, it was Happy Girls, and they did two years there. And this year in Ogden, um, it was the Ogden Marathon. 
And the Ogden Marathon is actually absolutely gorgeous. I didn't even know this was a thing. Um, it's, it's an all downhill race that, that I knew of, but just how pretty this race is. Um, the half marathon starting point was uh, in, in Eden, Utah. And if that's not appropriately named, I, I don't know what mm. is because it starts in this mountain valley next to this reservoir lake and you run about five miles and then it just drops straight downhill <laughs> out of the canyon. So the whole, the whole retreat is built around these races. Um, and you have, uh, so, so there, that's kind of the backstory of how it all came together. Um, and it was four days of 50 moms who are also runners, just kind of bonding, making friends and, um, just good fellowship and good kind of tribe building. Uh, it's like you, you guys know that you have a tribe when you become a runner and, you know, run Disney runners are also their own tribe. I think that have a little bit of their own personality as well. And so this is kind of the personalities around being moms and being runners. So. It's just like a structured event where like you have like a schedule of events over the course of the few days. Yes, because we are moms. We are, we do have everything planned to the minute. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the retreat started uh, Thursday afternoon, and this would have been um, May 17th, I want to say. Um, so the retreat started that afternoon, and you have a check-in, you have a welcome, uh, kind of a welcome to the welcome to the retreat. This is what's happening. Then you break off into these professional seminars that are led by uh, that we had one physical therapist there, we had a sports psychologist there, and we had a representative from Trigger Point Therapy for uh, foam rolling how-to. So throughout the weekend, you're, you're doing these three seminars, and the whole group of 50 women broke up into three different groups. And so we, we're kind of rotating, playing the shell game uh, through these three seminars. Everything is included. So it really is an all-inclusive uh, weekend, except for, well, I'll say everything around the retreat was all-inclusive. So all the meals, uh, and we ate well, we ate healthy because we had a race coming up. Um, we stayed right downtown Ogden at Hampton Suites. So it was all there at the, uh, excuse me, the convention center. Then we had, we had a fun team building and uh, icebreaker activity. And this, I don't know how to, how to do this now, but um, it, 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 what we had to do, we all broke up into groups and we had to write down statements that were true for everyone sitting in that group. So for example, we all think cats are jerks. Okay. That was one really good, <laughs> really good example. Um, we've all run past our house to get an even number of miles. All right. We, yep. you know, Things like that. Everything on there had to be true for every single person sitting in that group. And what we found was, and that, you know, it's one of those things you find you have so much more in common than just being a mom and being a runner. Uh, so like that was a fun. Yeah, it was, it was a really fun icebreaker. And um, the following day, what, another great thing about this weekend was that the mother runners had VIP access for the race. So we had a private area after the race. We had special um, breakfast before the race. So it was all kind of this VIP thing. So these moms were really pampered. <laughs> we, nice. had, we didn't have to do anything for four days. And we were all on Saturday night kind of lamenting that, uh, I guess we have to go <laughs> back to reality tomorrow. Oh, well. So, but yeah, there were, there was a lot of structure. Um, and the way they build it is that it's run plus refresh. If you needed to just go and sit in your room and unplug from everything, you could totally do that. There was opportunity to do that. The other problem, the other problem I had with that was, is that everything that was on the schedule, I wanted to attend. So I didn't quite know if I wanted to take the nap or, uh, do the, do the, uh, seminar or whatever that was going on. Um, another great thing that was there was that a live podcast. So imagine doing this, 
with all of you know your joyful milers sitting there. Oh, That's we can really never, cool. we can never pull that off. We're not that technically savvy. Oh, right. You can moderate. You can handle. <laughs> it. We can I will really, say we can really they, work. <laughs> I will say that they do have a very good um, producer. Uh, his name's Alex, and and he's the only guy in the room basically on any given day. But um, he he does uh, mix. He mixes all of their sound and. Because uh, a lot of these, during the podcast, you have a lot of people coming from a lot of different places. But this was really uh, a lot of fun to see the podcast kind of behind you, get to peek behind the curtain a little bit and and see how they do that. So that was part of it. Uh, but it was, it was fantastic. Um, so there was just a lot of recharge in there. And um, one of the things that I was telling Laura about before we came on was there was... It's, it's, it's that convention syndrome. You know, you mm -hmm. go to a conference and you learn all these new things and you come home and you are recharged about your running, about your family. And with this particular thing, you're just recharged and you've learned something and you can now apply it to uh, your running as it stands right now. And you feel like, okay, maybe I'm going to get better at this. So whether or not you actually apply those... Um, you know, those trigger point therapy torture things into your running, you know, that's, that's another story entirely, but at least you have the arrow in your quiver. Yeah. What were so. some of your, what were, what were a couple, like a couple, three of your key takeaways from the, from the weekend <laughs> that you knew you wanted to. Rob, like, I just wrote that down. Uh, like, top look, right here. <laughs> top that's the, pro that's the problem, Are You wrote it down. I just say it. I just, <laughs> you're too <laughs> Okay, this one's all May. All right, it's on, it's on the post-it so, note. Sorry, Heather. We often like, like after tape, we were always like, "Oh, I can't believe you asked that before I had a chance." Like, this great <laughs> question. Sorry, go ahead. No, that's fantastic. That it just means thing. that you guys are on the same wavelength. It's perfect. Exactly. There you go. Um, but three big takeaways. Um, personally, for me, I I have to say that um, uh, I had a great race. And for the half marathon, this was something that uh, I have struggled with trying to get faster. I've evolved. I had kind of a rebirth as a runner uh, through heart rate training. That's a completely different podcast. So, um, but I was, I've come to a point where I'm really trying to push myself and I wanted to come back to, I wanted to come to this race feeling prepared and feeling like I was going to cross the finish line with victory. And I did. So I, I recorded my second fastest half marathon uh, of all time wow. for, for me. So that was, that was a big deal for me. That was my personal takeaway. Uh, another one was reinforcing the friendships that I had made in Spokane two years ago. Um, so I have a friend, Laura, and a friend, Debbie. And you know, there were probably 10 of us from that from that retreat that I just, you know, we see each other on Facebook, you know, we're friends, we're friends on Facebook now. Um, but seeing how that friendship has evolved since Spokane and we've had, you know, we've had losses that there was someone that Spokane with us, her name's Pam and she recently, um, this spring died of cancer. And so we, you know, the, that group from Spokane just kind of sat down and we started talking about Pam and, having that moment of shared history and, and shared experience with Pam, we could, we could just kind of share stories about Pam. And that was, that was a big deal for us. I think it kind of gave a few of us a little bit of closure, I think. Um, and I would say pro from a professional perspective uh, that, gosh, it would definitely be the seminars but I would have to say it would be the sports psychologist. Now his name was uh, Dr. Justin Ross and he does these mental side of running um, training plans, sort of training plans, I guess. They're uh, like a six week, let's, let's just get you thinking about your running and what you're doing. And during his seminar, there were a couple of fun takeaways that I brought with me to the race. And one of them was, he's got this very soothing voice. He's very Zen, right? He's like, just close your eyes and think of where you are right now. 
<laughs> I'm sitting here going, and so I'm running down this hill at top speed. And I'm You're like, not closing your eyes then, are you? I know, I know I'm not. And I'm like, think of where you are right now. And I'm like, I'm having the time of my life. <laughs> so it really was like, you think of where you are right now. And, and what was it? Oh, there was another one. Um, oh, because he's an ultra runner. This was a really, this is a good mantra when everything starts to really suck. Okay. Um, when you're in the middle of a marathon or a half marathon and you feel like you're going to die. One of the things that he was telling us is that it never always gets worse. So at some point, yeah, it's going to feel awful, but it's not always going to feel that way and get worse from there. It will eventually, you, you will come and you will crest that hill again. So that feel that, that it never always gets worse. I'm like, that's a good, that's a good takeaway. So having the mental side of it was, was nice for me too. Just knowing that um, there is, yes, there's the physical side. And I think we spent so much time on the physical aspect and the logistical aspect of running, you know, form and gear and when are we going to do it and how do we hydrate and all this stuff. But we don't think about what we're thinking about. Mm. We don't, you know, we will listen to our music and we'll listen to our podcast and we'll listen to our audiobooks, but we're not thinking about, we're not hearing our feet hit the pavement. We're not hearing how our breathing sounds. We're not paying attention to what our bodies are doing. So that mental side of running, I think is extremely important to tap into. And that's, that's for, for me, the hardest thing to overcome because that's the, it's the mind games. Yeah. You can, the physical, you can train and, and get to a point where you're going to be fine. Um, but how do you overcome those mental hurdles? So that's, that's, that's some good stuff there. Yeah. Um, what did you, were there any, uh, training, uh, programs, techniques, anything that you picked up that you hadn't known before or you hadn't tried before? You mentioned uh, rolling. Is that something you never had done before? Or? No, I've done it. <laughs> I don't do enough of it. Uh, I will good. say that going into Ogden, I had, um, because I don't foam roll as much as I should and, you know, join the club, you know, I think we're all kind of in that place. Mm-hmm. Um, and raised it's it's yeah it's it's like do you stretch do you warm up it's like no i just get out and i go there are so many best practices as runners that i know we we ought to be doing but we don't um foam rolling is one of those things i have and i'm still kind of battling it um i have the whole um kinetic chain as as they call it you know you've got your you know the hip bones connected to the you know, knee bone and all of these other things. Well, if you're compensating on one side, something else is going to hurt on the other side. And it's just, it's the foam rolling piece that if you don't even, if, if you do it, there's a technique to do it right. And what she was saying was that um, if you foam roll, it's more effective to foam roll before you go out because you are activating those muscles, you're breaking up the, the, the fascia and the muscles and, and it allows for a more efficient run. You're not already tight. Mm -hmm. So it's the same. And then you, so her thing was, okay, you're going to foam roll for 20 minutes and then you're going to do your dynamic stretches for 10 minutes. And then you're going to go out for your run. And then when you come back, you're going to foam roll again. And I'm thinking, okay, eight o'clock run, it's 1230. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Uh, but there is, there is something to it. A lot of research has shown that, um, and she was citing this research that foam rolling beforehand is better than, and not that you shouldn't foam roll after, but is better than more effective than foam rolling after. Now, what about warming up? Does she suggest that you warm up before you foam roll? That that's like just, part, just some no. light, light, like uh, dynamic stretches or walking or something like that what she's saying is that and the way it's the way you're foam rolling that is the warm that is the pre-warm-up pre-hab uh prior to your dynamic stretches so i've always done silly toes which is this technique that uh i learned from one of the coaches at amr um 
then it's it's a lot of um, calf raises and butt kicks and skips and all of this stuff. But what she's saying, this the trigger, trigger point therapy uh, representative, and I apologize, I literally don't remember her name, and I'll tell you a story about her in a minute. But um, she was saying that the the dynamic warm up should succeed the foam rolling, and the foam rolling isn't just okay. Here's here's the roller. I'm just gonna go. It's you are really setting that leg on top of the roller and you're slowly going back and forth up and down the muscle mm -hmm. and then you're rolling it side to side. Okay. So across the muscle and then you're flexing and pointing your toe. Right. And so you're really digging into that muscle and then you're doing ankle rolls. Okay. So you're, you're, you're rotating your ankle around. So that's just your calf. Now imagine doing that on the three faces of your calf. So you've got the, the very back of it, you've got the outside and then the inside, and then you do that on your quads. Uh, you do that on your, on your glutes, and then you do that on your hips. Oh, here's another good thing that she said. As runners, we think our hamstrings are tight, but if you think about how you're sitting right now in a chair, is, are your hamstrings tight because you're sitting down they're lengthened because you're hinged at the hips so it's not the hamstrings that are tight it's the glutes that are inactivating so it's like we got to get we got to get our butt moving basically and so it was we're all just squirming in our chairs right now yes yeah, we are. we're all we're all <laughs> sitting but it's like it's one of those things that you know the the new movement that sitting is going to kill you and you know it might but um what she was saying is that we spend so much time rolling our hamstrings and it doesn't do anything. Well, that's because it's not the hamstrings. That's the problem. Mm. Um, so that it was just a fascinating thing. One thing that uh, this woman had trouble with was the altitude. So she lives in that. Oh, right. And um, Ogden is at 5,000 feet. It's just a bit shy of where I live here in Denver. Um, but she has always struggled with, altitude to the point where she was sitting down on the floor and her heart rate was 120. Wow. I mean, she really, really struggled with it. She couldn't um, demonstrate the entire, she couldn't like cue us through, like, you know, lead us through all of it because uh, she was on blood thinners for, uh, for the altitude mm -hmm. issues. And um, she really was, was struggling. So I think that's why I never got her name because I think she was just so worried about her own health. She, by that point, had been there for a few days and, and was really struggling. So it's just one of those things that, oh, wait, if you're on blood thinners, you could create a blood clot by foam rolling. I didn't know that. I didn't know either. <laughs> so it was just really interesting to, to, to have that perspective of it. So many variables with everything, right? Right. So... <laughs> So from, from the time management piece, what, what kind of advice was given uh, amongst your peers and, and the people presenting? Um, how do you handle, how do you balance, you know, having kids and a busy life to be able to fit in your training and, and spend the, the, the time needed to do it correctly? Uh, I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> I mean, really, it, I think that's part of why... Um, the, the, the tribe, the community, not just with AMR, but here too, we all struggle with how do we fit it in and how do we do it right? I, I have this feeling and I've <clears throat> said, I said this to them, excuse me, um, to a couple of the ladies that I got into a conversation with. It's, it's that we have the desire to do something good for ourselves. And I think that's, that's where it needs to start. We have to have the drive to want to. We have to want to want to. Um, so wherever we are in this journey, whether we're just getting started, whether we have been running for 20 years, just you know, coming back from injury and don't know where to go, 
you know, comparing, comparing where you are at 50 to where you were at 30. All of these things are variables. It's like you were just saying, Rob, it's, it's um, everything changes over time. And just because we're in a season that it's hard doesn't mean we're always going to be there. It never always gets worse. Right. Oh yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> way to bring it back. Or, I, you know, hey, I, she came full circle. I planned it that way, right? Uh, sure. Yeah. No. She writes a lot of YouTube stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it. I mean, it really is. I think that's part of why this community is so tight. Is that we all struggle with that question mm-hmm. that we don't know where to fit it all in. And I listened to the podcast and. And Sarah, who's one of the hosts and the original authors, she has three kids. She's got a set of twins in, um, that go to an art school. They're both in theater. And she's constantly going to rehearsals and shows. And her older daughter is um, get going to high school. And it's just like, I, how do you do? I have one. <laughs> and he's, so, I mean, he's down, downstairs watching TV right now. Yeah. I, I don't know how to balance it. And I think that balance, it's like, I like going to Cirque du Soleil, right? And mm-hmm. one of the acrobats I saw were basically standing on foam rollers that were cross, crosswise, okay? So they're on these rolling things and they're just standing and that balance is constantly shifting. And no matter what we're doing, sometimes now, now school's out for us. Now I have to rebalance okay, my son's home this whole week. How am I going to balance keeping him happy, doing stuff that he likes to do while I still write and create video and, go- and run, you know, all of these things. And it's just a constant balance. And I think as long as we know that it's always going to change, the easier it will be to see the change when it happens. Maybe not handle it, but at least see it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, we don't have answers. <laughs> the moms don't have answers. Keep attending these, these, these retreats and you'll feel better about it. So you uh, did say that they, they are doing these not, you know, kind of all over. Uh, is there like a central place anybody can, we can go to, to get more information on it? Yes. Anothermotherrunner.com. And that's, that's your starting point. They haven't announced dates yet for next year. They do have a retreat coming up at Cape Cod in the fall, which is sold out. I think that's sold out in a day. Um, and then I know they have one coming up in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, which will be next May. Um, then, oh, darn it. I don't remember what the other ones were. I was just looking at Eau Claire thinking, hmm, I think maybe I'll go to Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Yeah. So uh, that's, those are all coming up and they are, they're doing more of them now. So they did one the first year, one the second year, they did two the next year and, and so on and so forth. And so it's getting to be big enough that, um, that they're, they're selling these things out and, and they're always scheduled around some kind of at least a half marathon, if not a full marathon. So. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. They're really fun. Now, I did have a question for you. You talked um, earlier about like the wonderful momentum that you do get from attending these conferences. I know when I do a go to a writer's conference, I have this awesome, awesome drive and you just want to get home and roll your sleeves up and get back to work. So what are some things that you personally do uh, to keep that motivation, to keep that momentum going forward? Because we are going to be doing a topic soon about um, summer running motivation. Because a lot of people have fall races coming up that their training programs are, are going to be kicking in. I know mine kicks in in a couple weeks. So what are some things, Heather, that you do that keeps motivation moving forward? I'm never, I, I'm always motivated to run. Um, that, that's the easy part for me. It's coming back and, and writing and creating the video. And, you know, again, Laura, you and I were talking about this beforehand. It's, I, I've talked about so much of this over the last three years you Have and it's great. And it's, it's very fun for me. I don't want to feel like I'm a broken record, but that's not how YouTube works. Right. So, right. you know, you can go in and you can search, you know, unboxing videos and you'll see one video of mine, but you haven't been following me for two years. So 
I've found that I can go back in and do these, you know, back to basics videos and, and all of this stuff. And I'm not repeating myself. Um, but it's just getting out of the mindset that, well, that's a rerun, right? Okay. It's like, wait, what's a rerun? Okay. Yeah. Young people, I'll tell you what a rerun is. It's when it's already aired and it airs again and again and again. Okay. Um, so that, I, I've, I've come back and I've said, well, wait, have I talked about this before? If I have, can I rewrite it? Um, and I would decide then, and I get, I still get great uh, suggestions from the community. I came back from, uh, from the retreat and yes, I want to talk about the mental side. I could spend days talking about the mental side. I could redo a, a foam rolling one. The problem is, is that you will see some really weird faces. Come out. <laughs> weird positions. That, that, <laughs> it's a little awkward. A little weird, right? Humping the floor to get those quads worked in, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like you have to get into the position and then look at the cameras. Like, Am I framed right? <laughs> so there's, there's that problem. But then one thing that I came back and I thought, oh, well, I live here at, at a mile high. What about those folks that live at sea level or, or at least lower and they came up and they struggled? Like some of them were noticed that there was a difference, but it didn't really bother them too much. And there were some that really like they're running in this marathon. Some of them did the marathon and they really struggled mm. for the first. And then of course it got hot. Um, and so I thought, well, wait a minute, let's talk about altitude and pressure and physiology and all that. So I did that video today. Um, that one went up, you know, at, depending on when this podcast comes out, it was today. Like three months so ago. if you've been following <laughs> <laughs> that, that, So now that gives you an idea when we did this, yeah. sorry. Time, little timestamp for you. Um, that, you know, I, I came back and I thought, well, I kind of take that for granted. Um, when I go to run Disney and I'm keeping up with a lot of these you know, fast people, I'm thinking, how can I do this? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's cause I live and train at a mile high. Mm. So it makes a big difference. And it was one of those things. So I come back, um, you're talking about motivation. It's, I'm still struggling to get back into that motivation. I struggled with that really for most of this spring uh, but I, I, I try, I try to make sure I'm giving everyone what they're looking for, not just what I want to talk about. Um, sometimes that is, it is what I want to talk about and it ends up being something that people were like, Oh, I didn't think about that. Um, talking about heat. Uh, you know, I put that video up last week, you know, I try to make it timely, you know, we're coming into the summer months and we have to rethink how how we're running and so i try to make it okay what are we all dealing with right now um well it's summer okay it's hot okay we're gonna get back into fall when everything starts uh, i have to get my long runs in and it's 90 degrees out well okay let's talk about how we can modify that so all of these things to consider if not immediately then coming up so that's how I look at it. And it's a little more in flux than I like it to be. I like to have it all planned out and I know what I'm going to do. And it doesn't work out that way. Nope. As much as I'd like. It certainly doesn't. So would you say that this, <laughs> <It doesn't. laughs> um, I mean, the, the high of coming back, you know, feeling rejuvenated aside, um, would you say it was worth it? Cost, time, something you're going to do again? Absolutely. Um, uh, the, the, the cost of, well, and I, I did it a little differently than most everybody else. Almost everybody flew in, whether they lived here or not. There were a group of people that lived here in Denver, uh, or Colorado Springs, and it's about an eight hour drive. I decided I was going to save a little money, not fly up to, uh, Salt Lake and, um, and just drive. So for me, that was one of the ways I saved money. But the retreat itself was include okay. So including the race, VIP access, uh, all meals, but not hotel. Uh, that was about seven hundred dollars. Okay, four days of all of this information, about seven hundred dollars. 
then we stayed at the Hampton Inn and Suites. We got a group deal. I don't remember what I paid, but a lot of people got roommates. Um, but I walked out of that whole weekend less than less than a thousand dollars, I think. So, so for four days. For and, four I'm days, sorry. Did that include the race too? Included the race and VIP okay. to the race. Right. So you know all this good stuff we got. You know the special bibs and special area. We had uh, free massages after. Mm-hmm. Oh, Just, nice. Nice. That right there was worth the price of admission. <laughs> so um, there were a lot of really, uh, a lot of good perks. The other thing, uh, one of the things I'm going to do uh, coming up, I have an un- not really an unboxing video, but I'm going to talk about all of the stuff that another mother runner gives in their swag bag. So if you sign up for a training plan, they have such amazing sponsors, Noon and Goo and Belega Socks. And we, we got, we got free Aftershocks headphones. What? What? The Aftershocks yeah. around. Yeah, the ones that I really want. Uh-huh. They were free. What? Wow. Aftershocks included them in the swag bag. That is All a very 50 nice of us. swag there. I'm just saying. I mean, like they really take care of, I mean, their sponsors like take Oprah care level. of AMR and AMR. Yeah. T- I mean, really, it's, it's almost a captive audience. I mean, their, their sponsors are amazing. And we all got two pairs of free socks. Um, more goo than I ever knew what to do with. More noon than I ever knew what to do with. So, well, this aftershocks can be like $100, $150, something like that, depending upon the model. So that's... Yeah. And these nice were the new ones. These are the new air. They're lighter. And I like them better than the titanium. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very Dude, nice. So that was a nice little, nice little surprising little perk. That's a nice how you doing. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet deal. Sorry, well, Jackie's Jerry. joined us. Well, hi, Jackie. <laughs> thanks thanks hi, for everyone. hopping in here, Jackie. Uh, <laughs> you want to go ask all the questions again? No, no, no. I, <laughs> I'm excited about free headphones. I walked right into that. I was like, what? Right? <laughs> Thank Jackie, you. Thank you. Thank you. Next one. Sorry, I dropped my headphones. She showed up just in time to start ruffling her headphones. <laughs> <laughs> She's just making the point that she needs new ones. <laughs> you know, see? Oh, well, I'm interested to listen to what you all talked about once Hi. I heard. <laughs> Hi, Jackie. It's nice to see you. Hi. I'm sorry. I'm like ran in the door and I'm like throwing my headphones in and they're making a sound that I get yelled at for every time yeah. we do a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Laura told me about that. I'm going to keep that. I did tell Heather how we signaled you last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obscene hand gestures is how they, they warned me. <laughs> oh, if only we still did the video, guys. That I know, right? Hard. Well, plus Jackie just came trailer. from She's dressed as Southwest Jackie right now. Yeah, I look like a news broadcaster right now with my uh, little red blazer. <laughs> Love it. Well, Jackie and Amina, sorry, uh, Heather, another thing that you're doing for motivation is we're doing the run the year together. But yeah, how are you, we doing on that? Like awesome, but you are picking up my slack in the biggest way. So no. you're carrying the team right now. I'm waiting for you to start marathon training. So. so wait, how many miles do you guys have in? I'm looking it up right now. Hang on, hang on. Seven hundred something. We are my uh, my team is at oh. seven hundred eighty-five <laughs> miles. We are okay. Less than oh, so the team has right? to do 2016 or eight? What year is this? 2018, 2018. Rob. 2018. Oh, I have about two weeks to enter in there, so I have I have to uh, catch up entering in the miles. But you've been but, up the slack. I think of that, you have like 550, something like that. Mine, so, I mean, not that I'm bragging. I'm just saying that I'm, you did. Looking, I, I'm looking at 540. I mean, my whole thing, t- I went into this um, because I looked at last year's mileage and I thought I could do 100 miles a month. I could, I could manage that. And that was my personal goal as a part of, of run the year. And I think, I think having the team ha- is kind of a fun motivation. And I, I, I like that I can see these bibs pop up. You get these virtual bibs and we can, we do need a better picture of the two of us. Well, I mean, know. that was really, yeah. cute, but it's like, I use the same picture all the time. The aliens one. Our aliens <laughs> picture. <laughs> so real quick, real quick about that. So that's, that's like running a marathon a week. So yeah. what, 
how does that affect, like, do you feel like you're putting pressure on yourself? I mean, I know that you want to hold yourself kind of accountable to a, to, to a number or whatever, but do you find that it can be counterproductive as well if you don't get out? I, I have to be very careful about that. That's a really good question. I, I found that a hundred miles a week is doable because of what I'm training for. Um, I have been on, you know, between, you know, you start off with the dopey challenge. So within the first week, you've already got 50 miles. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but then from there I started into really seriously half marathon training and I spent, you know, I've been at half marathon level for the last three months. Like I could, I could run a half marathon pretty much any day. So that high mileage already helps me out. On top of that, uh, I made it a point to start running with my son, who did his first 5K on Memorial, or excuse me, 10K, hello, oh, wow. uh, his first 10K on Memorial Day. So part mm-hmm. of that was we'd walk to and from school. A couple of times uh, a week, we would get up, go out a little early, and I would run with his backpack. If you've ever run with a child's backpack, you know how much of a pain in the neck that is. Uh, I would carry his backpack while he would actually do the running. And so I trained him up a little bit through that. So I had a little bit of extra mileage in there too. So it was really easy to get there. Um, once the weather starts getting nicer and we we could walk to and from school, I mean, if we did that to and from, that's three miles a day mm-hmm. just by walking to and from yeah, school. Yeah, because walking so that, does count, Rob. That, yeah, walking does count. Cheating. Run or, or yeah. walk. That's <laughs> cheating. <laughs> Don't you take uh, away my miles walking. Yeah. Right? Right? I'm keeping them. So that For me, I knew like I, I knew that I was going to be heavier in the summer and the fall just because after Dopey and Princess and and all that, I needed a little bit of a run break. Um, I kind of like changed my plans. Like when I signed up for it, I thought I would be doing more running, but then I got hooked on the 80 day obsession. But you know, it doesn't have to be an even split, and it really is like a fun thing. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm trying not to be too stressed about it, but. Yeah, I'll, I'll catch up here once marathon training kicks in. Yeah, I figure once you start throwing down forty mile weeks, then I'm I'm off. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> That'll be good. No, I do have to be careful about that because I am I can be competitive. Yes. and I love those Garmin Connect challenges, but I literally oh. can't. Watch them. I cannot watch them because I will say, "Oh wait, I'm already I'm in seventeenth. What is up with that? I've got to get moving." I can't. <laughs> yeah, it's you have to be careful, like, and make sure that a challenge that you are doing is actually something that's going to bring you closer to your goal. And it's it's necessary because I I have to watch myself. Like, if I see like these Instagram photo challenges and I want to do this challenge and it does it doesn't do me any good, right. you know. So why stress and take this extra? time to do this challenge is not truly beneficial for your goals. But if you are someone who runs a lot and have a lot of races planned, this is just an, an extra cherry on the top and it is a great motivator. And I have my medal that's hanging on my, my secretary that I, I see all the time as a, a reminder. So yeah, my son actually saw that I still have mine in uh, the plastic. I have not taken it out yet uh, because I, once I hit that goal of 1200 on the year for me, then I can get it out. Um, but that's kind of my little motivator. And um, it's like it's like virtual races, right? You're going to do the running anyway. Why don't you pay for the bling? And then you can hang it up on your wall. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about those. But um, yeah, I, I love the Run the Year Challenge. I have found that people who sign up for this uh, by themselves. That's insane. It's five and a half miles every single day. Yeah on average. And that's, that's an injury waiting to happen. And mm-hmm. I'm all about not getting injured. And it's like, if you're going to do that to yourself, how are you going to do that safely? So I'm going to throw down the foam rolling challenge. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't, don't challenge me because I don't like to do that. And I'll have like, to do, the do foam it. Then. <laughs> foam roll every day for 30 days. <laughs> that would be, that would be a really good challenge. I should be doing it. That would I be know. kind of awesome. If we're doing it anyway, I mean, if we should be doing it anyway. That's you know. true. It would make, because how many times do we do it and then we're feeling better and then we stop? At least yes. I do that all the time. 
Because okay. it's hard. I mean, it's really probably one of the hardest things we do. We can go out and run all day at an easy pace, right? But, you know, if we have, if we have to foam roll before and after and it hurts, why do we do that to ourselves? I mean, we really weren't joking when we called it a, a foam rolling, the torture session. It, what, it, we were, the groans that were happening in that room, <laughs> it was so funny. I was in the, in the uh, AMR trigger point session. It was, it was, you know, we were doing all of these things and this is groans and silence and groans and silence. <laughs> I can't, it hurts too much. So yeah, foam rolling challenge. How about that? All right. So you're going to organize that, Heather. And okay. All right. Write it down. Write it down. You're not going to make us do it before and after a run, right? Like once a day, once a day. I mean, you know, it's, once a day sounds really good. It's like if you're, if you're doing it at all, you're doing something good for yourself. You know, having, having the motivation to do something good for yourself is better than sitting on the couch and doing nothing. All right. Sounds good. Foam rolling challenge. I'm writing it down. <laughs> okay. All right. Is that it? We good? Yeah. Very good. All right. Well, good stuff, Heather. Thank you so much for, for coming on and, and, and talking about this experience. Remind people where they can find you. Okay. You can find me at, on YouTube at Heather Jurgensen. You can look up Go Find Your Awesome and Running With Grace, but Heather Jurgensen is the actual name of my channel. Uh, you can also find me at GoFindYourAwesome.com, which is my blog. Not over there as much, but then you can also find me on Facebook at Grace and Pretzels, which is uh, kind of my Facebook interaction um, that kind of just goes all over the place also. <laughs> Great. So I'll be sure to include links to all those yeah. uh, in the show notes so people know how to contact you if they have their questions. Um, but you can also always ask your questions at the Joyful Miles Running Club on Facebook. If you haven't joined already, you should um, because it's a great way to get a hold of all of us um, and, and just talk in general with the community that's over there um, to help support you through your training and whatever questions you have uh, to help get you through your hurdles. So it's a great community to uh, come join. And obviously you can find us at Facebook, um, just regular Joyful Miles and Twitter and Instagram. Um, we're always posting some fun things there, especially Jackie, right? That's your contribution. Uh, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast and our YouTube station and YouTube, YouTube channel. <laughs> all of a sudden I'm a DJ <laughs> Tasha sounds pretty cool though so let's go with it I know yeah. with it. <laughs> uh, it's the latest sensation to sweep the nation it's our YouTube station Enjoy the miles baby Rob is getting crunchy awesome. tired you can't tell oh <laughs> all um, I keep thinking of is uh, what's his name Mr. Vince Fontaine from Greece <laughs> you want to have the dance and what's his name Oh, yeah. I forgot the best part about the. I, I have to. I do have to tell you. I forgot the best part, and I thought about you guys too. Um, so the 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 farewell night at another mother runner. We did karaoke, and it was oh. all, all of that stuff. I mean, it was it was you know from Greece and you know Paradise by the Dashboard Light. No, I was I was thinking about you know all of the songs. I don't know if I could do karaoke with Heather because she puts me to shame very well, Heather actually sings. Yeah I mean like we're singing around Epcot and then all of a sudden she starts singing we're like oh. Well, that's, Disney. Okay. <laughs> that's, 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 that's something else. It was so funny because we, we, one of the things that she said, Sarah said before we even started karaoke, because she has a terrible singing voice, she'll admit this herself. Um, she's like, enthusiasm is much more important in karaoke. Absolutely. Than, you sell it. And talent. So, <laughs> yes, I firmly believe in that. So. <laughs> Rob, awesome. Rob's very good at enthusiasm at karaoke. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> Girl, you didn't see it all, too. There was You're a lot right, I didn't. did not make that make. I didn't. <laughs> you're the real thing. <laughs> yeah, you're the real thing. Oh, it'll it's never be the same. Thing. It'll never be that song. <laughs> so, I will never view that song the same way. Ever. <laughs> I just imagine that guy higher. that walked in and Rob's like saying to him, and he's just like... All right, we've gone totally off the rails. I'm so sorry. As Mom. usual, you can never just wrap up a show. But that's the best part wait, of the Wait, where's your cat? Can you explain what happened last week? Why it cut off? Yeah, so I mean, I guess so. My stupid cat 
I shouldn't say that. They're brand new. We just adopted them a couple of years ago. He hasn't loved them yet. Yeah. No, they're great. But like all of a sudden at the very end decides to jump up on my laptop and like shut my computer down. <laughs> Me and Laura are like, like uh, okay. And I was I was panicking well, we like, I was blah, like blah, I, blah 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 and all of a sudden we realized, wait, Rob's not here. <laughs> Have any way to go? Okay. I, but I was panicking, thinking that the, the you know the, the audio didn't save, so fortunately oh. it did. We thought maybe you were Mac, as we kept interrupting your closing, like we're doing right now. <laughs> exactly right. So this is what we do. I even forgot what we were talking about. Just we were actually closing the show. Yeah, yeah Miles Running Club. With Miles Running Club. I think you went through a litany of sites, so that you got that. You're good. Yeah, You're we'll, good. we'll just put everything in the show notes. People have, have stopped listening at this point. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 they know, people power, never get this far run. anyway. <laughs> they're foam rolling. <laughs> we should we should just start throwing in quizzes at the end. Yeah, <laughs> we should. That would or, be or, funny. Or some little nuggets, just to, just to see people are paying attention. Oh, you could do so uh, much with that. That would be fun. No, we're kidding. Thank you for paying attention, and thank you for listening, as always. <laughs> Um, for Laura, Jackie, our special guest, Heather, and myself, I want to thank you all for listening. Have a joyful week, and we'll see you next week. Take care, everybody. Bye, everyone. Heather, I know you know it. I was going to say, since Heather can actually sing, should we have her do it? Joyful. Yeah. Wow. See, she's so That's operatic. Yeah. Operatic? Is that a word? It's loud. <laughs> no, it's, it's, just loud, it. it's just loud. <laughs> Thank you, Heather. So great having Thank you here. Thank you guys for having me again. This was fun.